Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I am Peter, the host of this podcast. And today, this is actually a bonus episode where I will be featuring a guest spot I made on my buddy Mike's podcast called War Machine vs. Warhorse. To find out more information about his show, visit followingfilms.com. In my guest appearance, we reviewed the new release Creed and also discussed Rocky II and Rocky III. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed reviewing it. I even remember burning podcasts onto CD to play on my car. Like I would just Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I came across podcasts because my sister lent me her um Twilight audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, this this actually isn't bad." So I actually tried looking up audiobooks and that's how I came across podcasts. And I'm Twilight. Like, now, yeah. when is the Hydrate Level 4 origin story coming where you do like a Twilight movie? Um, I think you should do it. I've not even seen Twilight, but I'd be interested in hearing that episode. Doing, doing like the series? No, no, you don't have to do the series. Let's not just get crazy. First, just, just the first. <laughs> one. Let's not get carried away now. <laughs> this is war between machine and horse. Hello, and welcome to War Machine versus Warhorse. The movie podcast where a new release inspires a look back at two older films with a similar theme, but different approaches. I'm Michael Denniston, and on this episode, I trained for the new film Creed by talking with guest Peter from the Hydrate Level 4 podcast and War Machine vs. Warhorse featured player Tangible Teddy about two prior Apollo Creed stories in Rocky 2 and Rocky 3. As you will hear in that conversation, I'm no expert on the Rocky series mythology, but Ryan Coogler's new take on the series has made me a fan. You're not built for this. These boys come in here. They got to fight for life. People die in the ring. Your daddy died in the ring. I don't know him. I ain't got nothing to do with me. Let me fight my whole life. It's not a choice for me. Every punch I ever thrown has been on my own. Nobody showed me how to do this. I'm ready. first fight right i heard about a third fight between you and apollo behind closed doors that true how do you know all this i'm a son a great fighter once said, It ain't about how hard you can hit, 
It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And joining us for this Rocky Spectacular is Rocky expert Peter from the Hydrate Level 4 podcast. And we got five and some – actually, this is probably your worst show, Original Remake. Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but uh, you – Well, uh, it, uh, it got rejected from uh, <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher and uh, Google Play Music, even though that's not even available yet. So. Wow, the, the trifecta there, rejections all, all around. Um <laughs> But uh, you know, thanks for joining me. It's five thirty a.m. my time right now. It's two thirty uh, out in Portlandia. So you're up late. Yes. I'm up early to talk uh, Creed. And yeah. uh, I was—is it worth it to be to be up this late for you? Did you have a good time with the, this film? Oh, absolutely. I I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I I can't even think of what expectations I had. I just. I just uh, expected something fun, and it it wasn't fun, but but it was definitely um, enjoyable, and I thought it was well paced. This movie clocks in at like I think two twelve, and I didn't think I didn't feel that at all. Uh, you know, I didn't never uh, felt the need to look look at my watch or anything. So I, uh, personally, I thought it was well paced and really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, that actually kind of messed me up a little bit. Uh, this was not uh, Ryan. Coogler, the uh, the writer and director. It's not his fault. It's not the uh, distributor, but uh, Fandango. I was trying to pull in a double feature for podcasting last night, and so I had a hell of a time at the movies. I went to see uh, the Hunger Games and only saw an hour of that final part because actually I saw the first hour of it twice because the projector broke, <laughs> and I had timed it to where I could see Mockingjay and then go see Creed. Like right, and I it was so close I was going to miss the previews of Creed. But I had worked it out. And so when that projector broke, that kind of threw that out there. So they like you know offered for everybody to get free passes and then go see Mockingjay. But I basically had like an hour of time to kill the theater and nothing to see. So I, I got the glory of seeing Mockingjay Part Two the first hour twice, which was miserable. I don't know if that uh, sort of changed my my thoughts on Creed, but uh, initially Fandango had this listed as like a ninety minute movie. And oh. so, yeah, this is over two hours, two hours, 12 minutes. But uh, I, as you will hear later in the episode to our listeners, because we pre-recorded a, a Rocky conversation with, with Peter and uh, Tangible Teddy, I'm not a Rocky fan. So I thought the and trailers... I, I'm not a Rocky expert either, just throwing that out. You were being facetious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe if there was a Rocky expert, it is it is going to be Tangible Teddy. He's a, yeah. the super fan of the series. Uh, so... I like the trailer, and I love uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Fruitvale Station thought he was excellent, great in the wire. Uh, Fruitvale Station. Speaking of that, that was Ryan Coogler's film. Uh, so I thought that they had the pieces in place, but it was still for me just going to be a Rocky movie, like just a different take on it. But I, I was blown away by this movie. Like I could not believe how great this film is. Like, and I, I don't mean to say that it it's not a Rocky movie because it definitely plays with those tropes. And if you're a Rocky series fan, there's going to be a lot of nods to that. And it definitely feels like a part of that series. But I, I thought this was like for the first time I actually got why people are into Rocky movies. Like this is the first one that like totally worked for me. And I know that's probably a bold statement for people who are at least big fans of the original, but I, I thought this was phenomenal. I, I think it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. 
Yeah, actually, uh, I'm, I'm glad you said it first because I thought that I was going to make some pretty bold statements. Uh, I, I don't get to see a lot of uh, new releases uh, as often as you do. Um, I've seen very few this year, to be, to be honest. But uh, I would say that Creed is probably my favorite movie this year. Um, next would be, um, you know, straight out of Compton. And again, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, movies in 2015. Uh, but this movie, yeah, I thought it was excellent. Um, just a few months ago, you know, I really enjoyed Southpaw. Uh, that one, you know, was kind of fun. Uh, definitely had some drama. But this one, like it, the 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 story, you know, like the it had it had very it had great writing. Uh, you mentioned that you know it's kind of like a, a Rocky movie. I feel like this is a a romantic novel, you know, for Rocky, you know, instead of a love letter. Uh, oh, that's and, a really good way to put it. Yeah, and you can even call it like Rocky Remix, you know, and because and, they take the music and they even remix it too, you know. So I thought that was really awesome to hear the uh, brass instruments, you know, playing the Rocky theme was very nostalgic. And also um, the additions, uh, the percussion, you know, it, 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 it updated the music and it made it feel fresh again. Uh, I really enjoyed the, uh, the camera work, especially that very first fight. Um, that uh, Odonis, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan plays Donnie here. There's just, it's a continuous shot, you know. It circles around the fighters, and it was really well done. Oh, it's just, um, uh, like, obviously it's it's something that is incredibly difficult to coordinate. And mm-hmm. so it takes you out of the movie just in a good way. If you're a fan of film, uh, it, it sort of has that Birdman quality where you're just like looking for like how did the hell did they like set this up like and you're just impressed at how long the shot goes on. But it was a really cool way to also differentiate the the various fights we're going to see throughout the film to give each of them sort of a unique feel. And that that one in particular obviously stands out from the the final fight just because it is in one take and. It just even in that it shows like how great an actor can be just in like an action sequence if you have a great actor like Michael B. Jordan like uh, it it's not just that the shot is intense but he is like I don't know it's like raw with energy and and that that sequence and actually feels like like a fighter it feels like you're watching a real fight yeah yeah I mean there's there's so many things to say about this movie um I really like the the character of Bianca too played by Tessa Thompson. Um, I, I don't know how they came up with the idea to give her, you know, that, uh, I, I don't know, do, do we call it a handicap, you know, with her uh, hearing? She's got uh, progressive uh, hearing loss, basically. Loss. Yeah. Right. And so and then later on, there's a callback to that, which, you know, I, I was like, wow, you know, it was kind of a, a really nice moment. Well, n- not nice moment, but um, they kind of play with that, you know, that, that hearing impairment. It's a very well-conceived idea that fits in with the themes of uh yes. of of loss and uh you know i, I thought this film this, this is gonna sound strange it, it it reminded me the most of uh boyhood from last year if you if you put boyhood into a boxing film because it's it's about you know time passing because we get to see various characters at different points in their lives and of course you have uh the the presence of apollo creed as someone who uh, this this fictional character he died in in the series in one of the films mm-hmm. and it's something that haunted Rocky and obviously it's had a huge impact on uh, Adonis here and that he never knew this guy. He's only ever heard about him or, you know, watched YouTube clips of him. And so going back to Bianca, I, I really liked that, that one little trait they gave her because it, 
provided so much dramatic heft to her passion, uh, which was music. Like, I mean, she's, she's not just the romantic lead for Michael B. Jordan's character. I felt like her, the way she sort of handled, you know, her own little personal tragedy, uh, it worked well, um, in context with, with his character, as far as what he had gone through in the past, she had something in the future, like this kind of doom that she was looking forward to that, uh, you know, is going to take away her, her favorite thing in the world, which is music. And I think with him, it's something to where he doesn't even, he doesn't even really know what he's haunted by because he just never got that opportunity to, to even know Apollo, but he's, obviously afraid to, to take up the name because he doesn't want to be defined by someone that he didn't even know. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about that, uh, that it kind of concerned me, I really like the initial uh, teaser, but the full trailer I was not as high on because it really started to uh, put in the forefront that this is a Rocky movie and introduced uh, the presence of Sylvester Stallone and that character. And I was, I was concerned that it was going to be a little too cute at times because... Uh, he's obviously, you know, he's in the training role. Uh, so he's sort of taking on what, what Apollo, uh, did for him. Uh, and I, I thought that would be played for a little bit too much in the way of laughs. And I was actually really surprised, um, I guess without getting into specific plot spoilers, uh, how, how dramatically satisfying that was going to be to, to have Sylvester Stallone actually taking this part seriously. He's not just... They're not doing just the sort of the goofy, like, I'm too old for this shit kind of jokes over and over. Like, mm-hmm. actually, his his age, like, plays a huge part of it. And that sort of connection to Apollo for this, this young man who never met his father. I, th- I thought a lot of those scenes were, uh, you know, Oscar-worthy as far as... Yeah. Uh, I, I could... Uh, I, I was telling people, I was texting after I came out of this, to me, this is the best picture frontrunner. Like, in a just world, this would be the one that is leading the, the race for nominations at this point. Yeah, I'm actually part of a, another podcast uh, group on Facebook, and uh, I posted that I, you know, had seen the movie, and I was very close to commenting like I, I feel like th- this movie should be nominated for some some Academy Awards, but I'm I'm not really big into, uh, you know, you 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 know have have once told me that uh, you make a game of this every single year. You know, you guys try to guess like the foreign categories mm-hmm. and all these things. I don't I don't do that. Um, and I, I feel like my taste is you know the kind of the casual uh, movie watchers. You know, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't even call myself a cinephile. You know, I'm just a fan of watching movies. But so, so for me saying that, I don't want someone. to you know, be like, oh, you know, that's a little bold for you to say. Or then, you know, for it to not be nominated for anything and then have somebody be like, oh, well, I remember you was trying to say <laughs> this, you know, deserves some stuff. But I, I really do. I, I think, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say like Sylvester Stallone should be nominated for Best Supporting Role, but he, he, he really did well in this movie. I, there, there was a couple scenes I was really holding back the man tears, you know. Um, I, can easily, I can see that. And I yeah. think that, this is one of the times where you know, normally I don't, I'm not into reboots, uh, not really into sequels, um, and so you don't like remakes. I especially hate this podcast called Original Remake. Just despise <laughs> it. Um, but this is one of those instances where having this be uh, the seventh film, I guess, in this franchise, yeah, uh, it it adds something. You know, if if you're even like me, who's just sort of a casual fan, as far as I've seen. 
uh, Rocky one and four. And then for this podcast, I, I watched two and three. Uh, I, I think that it, it, there, there's something that's going to, it's going to touch people because Rocky has been such a part of our lives. Uh, like mm. you're, even if you've not seen the films, you're aware of this character named Rocky, this, this boxer and the, the sequence on the steps and, uh, I have the tiger. And so seeing him interact with a, a new generation, uh, yeah, I could easily see, see the man tears there. Um, and, and it really helps, you know, he, he's a very limited actor as far as what he can do. Uh, and then, but you pair him off with Michael B. Jordan, who may have multiple best actor Oscars in his future, considering how young he is and how great he is. I don't know. There's something really interesting there in the interplay between these two generations. I really, really was shocked how much I liked those sequences. Yeah, it was a really uh, great dynamic between the two. Uh, there was one joke that uh, you know I really rolled my eyes. Uh, it, it's the whole thing with the uh, I'm not going to spoil that, but it's it's a, a generational thing. You know, it's something current, and uh, uh, Rocky makes a comment, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's that was a little cheesy. Uh, but other than that, I thought you know just the dialogue was great. Um, I I was really concerned how the ending would play out. You know whether it it'd be too um, predictable. So I I don't know. I'm very surprised because the only other movie I know that the the director has done is Fruitvale Station, and I really um, you know, I don't want to say enjoyed because it's such a a, a sad movie. But uh, I, I really did enjoy Fruitvale Station, too. So uh, coming into this one, I was very surprised because it, it, it almost felt like a completely different actor, like a I'm not actor, but a, a different director, like a like a seasoned director. You know, so I don't know if he's he had a lot of help from other people, but, you know, from scoring the movie and and the, the, the framing of these shots and all these things, I feel like they were really doing their due diligence and making sure that they weren't going to, um, uh, you know, tarnish the, the Rocky franchise. You know, we're talking about legacy here, right? It's, so I don't know. It's just um, I'm still trying to process the movie because I literally just got out of it just uh, like a couple of hours, not even a couple of hours ago. Yeah, this is the problem with, uh, you know, being a podcaster and trying to chase those those hashtags and, I uh, get those those <laughs> listens where people are are in the mood for Creed talk, but I, I truly think that it's gonna. This is gonna be a film that people revisit uh, throughout this this season, and and one I I will revisit you know over the the next few years probably is I'll buy it on Blu-ray. Um, I, I think you know you mentioned Fruitvale Station. That that's I I really really. As you said, I really like that film. I, I only saw it once in theaters because it is such a. It is such a rough watch as far mm-hmm. as like it's it's hard for me to say that I'm ever going to be in the mood for Fruitvale Station again, and so th- that's not knocking it, um, but it's it's really impressive that Kugler was able to go from something like that, such a personal, uh, dramatic story, this tragedy uh, of this this real life uh, man to doing a seventh Rocky movie, doing something very populist and mainstream. Like, uh, this could have easily been a cash grab. Um, it could have just been an attempt to extend this, this franchise, uh, which has been extended once before with Rocky Balboa. And, you know, that sort of came back for this, this swan song, like I think 15 years after the last film, but he, he did something unique with it. He actually had like a story he wanted to tell about, this young man uh, named Adonis Johnson 
and it fits with the theme. Like you can tell that he had such a distinct vision in mind and he executed it so well. I'm impressed that this is like a studio film. I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm putting it up there with something like it follows or queen of earth, uh, Sicario. Like it just, that's, I tweeted out as soon as I got out of the theater that this is the most impressive movie I've seen of 2015. Wow. And it's because it's, this is not an, like a little indie film. This is, you know, it's a Rocky movie. And I can't believe that it's up there hanging with these small art films because at times it's very much as that indie sensibility, but it also has, you know, the, the training montages. It has the, the, you know, the sequence where we get to see, uh, Creed, you know, run through the streets like of Philadelphia. It very much honors the, as you said, it doesn't tarnish the original series, but I also think it takes it in a unique direction. Like it's, as close as Rocky has probably gotten to an art film since the first the first movie. Yeah, um, you know, and I I enjoy I so of the Rocky franchise, five is still the only one I've not seen uh, for good reason, and everyone keeps telling me like, yeah, just avoid it. You don't need to see it. Uh, but I enjoy all of them, um, e- even uh, Balboa, Rocky Balboa. But I will say, like after one viewing, this is my favorite Rocky movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree know with it's Creed, but yeah, yeah, I just think it's super well done. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where this this goes from here because uh, obviously, if you're going to honor the franchise, you would do you know four or five more movies with uh, with Michael B. Jordan here. Uh, I, I kind of hope that's not the case. Uh, I also don't think it's out of bounds for this series because you could follow this. This, this is the start of his career. There could be more to mm-hmm. it, but it is such a perfect little film about this, this young man's life up to that point that I can't say that it would be as interesting just to see his career as a boxer. Because I think while we talked about how the boxing sequences are, are great and, uh, and unique, I feel like the you know what I got out of this movie was was seeing the the complete story of his of his youth up to that point and this this romance he has with this this young woman who's also you know facing something uh, you know traumatic in her future and him dealing with the trauma in his past I I can't imagine that it will retain that sort of art house sensibility if they did a sequel uh, but. I don't know. Who am I to say? I I, did, I thought yeah. that it was kind of a silly idea to begin with. I couldn't believe the director of Fruitvale Station was was following that great film with a Rocky movie, and then you know he, he proves what an idiot I am. So I <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to see what this guy does next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie is pretty amazing. I, I think this actually kind of um, uh, you know, it, it kind of tells people like, hey, you know, reboots can be done in, in the right way. Like this, this could be like a model you know to uh take cues from i mean i would not mind a back to the future reboot you know oh, after watching something like this bold statement from you <laughs> yeah 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 you know i mean i'm not saying put it in the hands of uh mr coogler here but i'm, I'm just saying like <laughs> <laughs> okay why not <laughs> uh, you know take the the theme add some more percussions hip-hop it uh, up a little bit sure why not but um, yeah, after watching this, like, well, it can be done. You can take elements from uh, a franchise that people are like, you know, why are you still continuing this? And showing them something a little bit more fresh and be like, well, we can still continue on with the story, but with a different character. So um, yeah, it's just an awesome movie. I, I want to see it again. 
I do too. I, uh, if we had not been set up to record before, you know, the Thanksgiving holidays where everyone's getting out of town, I would have gone back, uh, today to, to, to watch it just to be even better prepared for the podcast. I'm going to try to sneak on to a few other shows. Hopefully they'll have me as guests so I can like dive deeper into it. Uh, but right now we're going to dive deeper into the Rocky series, uh, with, uh, Rocky two and Rocky three was a specific look at the relationship between Rocky and Apollo Creed with uh, a regular, uh, Featured player, Tangible Teddy. Look, I don't know about anybody else, but as long as I'm going to be promoting this fight myself, I want a lot more pressure put on for a rematch. Hey, we can get the same money from two top contenders. Why go after Balboa? Why? Because there's still a lot of people out there that think he won. There's a lot of people out there accusing me of having the fight fixed, accusing me of being a fake and insulting my kids in school. That's why. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The truth is that last time he was damn lucky. Now, he's all finished. I mean, he's been hanging around doing nothing for six months. And any trainer worth anything wouldn't have nothing to do with him. Now, I say, let's go after some new meat. Forget this bum. You think I beat him the last time, do you? Hmm? You got the decision. Man, I won, but I didn't beat him. Apollo? Right. I waited at your house for about an hour, and your wife said you might be here. What are you doing here? Business. If the papers knew we were talking like this, they'd think we was crazy. Why you? Because I'm the best and you need somebody to teach you different. Why? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I don't think you could pull it off without me, Rock. You still didn't give me the answer, Apollo. What's the real reason? Listen, it's quiet, isn't it? When you're retired, it's too quiet. I mean, we're too young to retire anyway. Besides, with the right touch, I could promote this thing into the biggest gate of all time. It'd be bigger than ours. Heaven knows I, I don't mind being involved with large numbers, right? I don't need this no more. I, I don't want this no more. Look, man, when you beat me, I hurt all over, and I didn't want to know from nothing or nobody, not even my kids. Hell, every fighter knows that hurt, and we get sick inside trying to live with it. So don't back off now. Make it right for yourself, or you'll be sorry you didn't. We held the greatest title in the whole world, babe. You lost that fight, Rock, for all the wrong reasons. You lost your edge. All right. I know your manager dying had you all messed up inside. But the truth is, you didn't look hungry. Now, when we fought... You had that eye of the tiger, man, the edge. And now you've got to get it back. And the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe we could win it back together. Eye of the tiger, man. Uh, Rocky 2 and 3, right? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, we, we don't have to do a long introduction because if you're a fan of our guest, Peter, or if you're unaware of him check out the numerous appearances he's made on this very podcast or the other show I host with him. Uh, we would appreciate the you hitting the subscribe button for original remake. But uh, in case they haven't, if they've just skipped over those episodes, Peter, tell them about your other podcast, Hydrate Level 4. Yeah, uh, thank you. I host that with my son when he is not grounded or away at camps and such. 
but we try to review movies that I grew up watching, uh, and he gives his generation's perspective on the movie, tells us if um, if it still works or not. And uh, recently, we've done you know both Terminator movies, uh, The Last Dragon. Uh, recently, we also did Lion King, which, funny enough, he also grew up with, so that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, and when he's not on, I have guests such as yourself and. Um, Carly, who you've had on the show before, too, come on. And we try to do older movies as well. We try to keep it, um, you know, all the, all the same type of movies. I think in this particular episode with this pairing, I'm going to play the role of your son, Peter, because Teddy's already aware of this, but I had not seen Rocky 2 II or 3 until today for this podcast. I'd seen... I think I've seen the two best ones. I've seen one and four, which seem to be the two that everyone always bring up. Um, but I had not seen these. So this is a first-time watch for me. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there, gentlemen. I don't think I get it. I don't think I get the Rocky series at all, <laughs> watching them in 2015. Just, just, just get off this show. You don't belong here. Just just get off right now. Peter and I will take over, and it'll, it'll be good. So, so you're, uh, you're Josh Baskins. I, I don't get it, right? I don't know. Who's Josh Bat? Is that a Rocky character? No, no. Big? Oh, Tom no. Hanks? I do like Big. No. I like Big. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as you can tell, I don't remember much about it. I remember him. That's... He dances on the, the keyboard, but... Yeah, that, right. Um, <laughs> well, that, he, that's... He, he plays heart and soul, which is what exactly Rocky is, man. I don't know how you <laughs> yeah. can't like that. Okay, um... <laughs> Well, it's going to be a hard episode for me. I mean, not only that I not really like either one of these movies, um, but <laughs> it's like the Rocky character. I think I only really like him when he's at his dumbest. <laughs> and <laughs> I like I have a hard time with it because uh, watching the, the newest one, uh, Rocky Balboa, which for this episode it will be for, for Creed, the sort of uh, the, you know rebooting it in a way. Um, I, I liked that his character was just sort of openly stupid as far as like, you know, he's sort of the old man and things have passed him by and he's made mistakes. And it, it was kind of weird going back and watching it, watching the young version. So in, in Rocky two, for instance, it picks up, actually, this is one complaint I have. It picks up right at the end of Rocky one for an extended like fight sequence. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. These are almost like a, like a television series where you get like a previously on, uh, because it, it goes on for an extended amount of time. But once he has his bout with uh, Apollo Creed, which ends in the uh, the first movie with him him losing, but kind of winning, winning just because he, he was able to like kind of go the distance, um, <laughs> Rocky starts living it up, man, and starts behaving like quite the asshole, which I loved. Like, he is just like... He's buying gold watches for everyone. He's buying this really obnoxious uh, Trans Am like sports vehicle. He buys a house, but refuses to go upstairs to even look at what he's buying. He just assumes it's good. Uh, I loved every bit of that. And when he actually has to like clean up his act and get like heroic again, uh, I thought this movie was dreadful. I thought it was it was boring. I loved when he was just like <laughs> playing like the uh, MTV Cribs like asshole, just like buying everything in sight. Uh, so basically, you like the first half of every Rocky movie, then, because that's is crazy. he like that in every like, well, first half? Is he a jerk? Well, like in Rocky Three, for instance, um, he's all about the the glitz and glamour, uh, whereas his trainer Mickey 
is like tell him, you know, let's just go back to the gym and, and train on our own. You know, he's he's there to put on a show for everyone. Uh, so I mean, it's a little bit different each each movie, but yeah. Would th- you th- say in three that he's he doesn't come off quite as dumb? He actually just comes across more like a jerk in three. Um, he he gets he gets more ripped and he gets smarter with each movie, except for Rocky <laughs> Balboa, because Rocky Balboa is it's really it's more of a parallel to the first Rocky, mm-hmm. where it's they're, they're almost you can almost take those two as as standalone movies or right. like they're they're really connected to each other. Yeah, um, and and I think that's Rocky one and Rocky Balboa are when he's at his dumbest and probably his least fit um, stages, <laughs> which would make sense. But uh, but yeah, he he gets smarter, he gets dumber, or he gets smarter, he gets stronger, and he gets more cocky as the as the series goes along. So um, so yeah, it's <laughs> I like that though. What about yourself, Peter? What, do you have a preference in for this podcast between the I guess the different personas of Rocky, how he acts at the beginning of two and then the beginning of three, uh, which both of them, as Teddy just pointed out, he's dealing with success in in both movies. Yeah, I, I do feel that he um, seems to be a different person when, uh, you know, he has more money. Uh, two and three are probably the two that I've seen the least. Uh, to be honest, I think I've seen them at least once each. Um, and then for this review, I I don't think I remembered much from three at all. Uh, it, it's been so long that I, I forgot that uh, his fight with... Um, Thunderlips was actually, <laughs> I, I I forgot that, I, I I didn't remember Hulk Hogan actually wrestling in in that scene. I thought I thought he was a boxer too. So when they're talking about this charity event and uh, he comes out as a wrestler, I was like, wait a minute, that the, the Rocky boxes though. So it was a little a little confusing, but I do, I, I've seen them all. The only one I have not seen is five for obvious reasons. People just says it, it, it's not good. Uh, but I do own the entire collection on on Blu-ray. But uh, I kind of agree with you, Mike, that I kind of like him earlier on before all that money. Uh, just I see I watched them kind of kind of back to back. I went to bed with Rocky and then I woke up and uh, watched three. So I kind of woke up and um, did that before work. And then I had to finish it up when I got home. Tell so everything... thinks that's a good thing. He, he likes so, to go to bed with Rocky. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's that's not a bad thing, Peter. And, and wake up next to him. Well, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but so so I might mix up the the, the two. But um, uh, I, I know we kind of ping pong back and forth. Uh, right. You know the, the the two movies, but I kind of like them. Yeah, in, in one and two, I'm kind of glad that two had the you know the um, the ending of part one because I kind of for, forgot how it ended. But then it kind of gets into all these other things where. Um, he, you know, takes her to the zoo and proposes, and I'm like, what? What? So they're not married yet? And it started off um, a little, a little slow for me because I was like, well, I enjoy this stuff that we kind of got in part one, but I do remember part two being about, you know, his uh, rematch with Apollo Creed. So I'm just, I was sitting there kind of waiting, like, when is this going to happen? It doesn't come, you know, until mm-hmm. like way further into the movie. Well, I, I think that both are really slow what I, I appreciate more about rocky 2 was it made sense to me why it takes him so long to get back i guess to fighting because it seemed like coming off a of one like he he already won like he you know that was that was all he really intended to do and he did not intend to become a professional boxer like that was not gonna be his life so he's already made that up in his mind that 
the problem with three, I, I have a harder time. It just seems too movie like, like why he like uh, is in this rut. Like the, there's this scene on the beach where, you know, from two to three, Apollo goes from his rival to his his trainer and his biggest booster in three and this beach where they're they're running and can I just say that Apollo has an awesome cut off shirt that exposes his tummy. <laughs> it is <laughs> phenomenal. Um but like Rocky can't even be bothered to like finish his jog. Like it just keeps showing like a close up of his face and like this emotional trauma he's had and I really I really hated that in the third one. At least in the second one I could sort of buy into that he had it was going to be hard for him to get back into that sort of fighting state. Cause he, after that first battle had already sort of put that aside. Whereas in the third one, it's like, dude, you, yeah, you lost, but uh, you know, Teddy, as you said, uh, Sylvester Stallone didn't really do the part like any favors by being like completely jacked and having like absolutely like no body fat on him. Like he looks like, it's like, dude, you are ready. You're ready to go. Like, so the, I guess the sort of emotional trauma he's going through, I found to be kind of soap opera-ish. He just had a hard time running in sand, Mike. That's all it was. I <laughs> well, mean, if he had been, if he'd had a hard time because he was staring at Apollo, I'd understand it. But he didn't even seem to notice the uh, the fashion sense of Mister Creed. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I really, uh, I mean, does the third one work for you, Teddy? As far as like, because all these movies are somewhat similar. As far as there's like a hump that he's got to get over, mm-hmm. like in the training to like get back in the ring. And I felt like the third one is like the most trumped <clears throat> up of the series. It's probably the weakest out of the first four in, in what it does, but I would say I I like it, and I think it works because not only do they use Mickey's death, but they also use what Mickey told him. It's it's more so what Mickey told him in that you know these when he's defended his title all these different times, it's actually been kind of like set up for him. So it kind of makes Rocky question everything that he's done up to this point, like. You know, he he knows he beat Apollo, but outside of that, he doesn't really know if if he's really deserved anything outside of that. So it, it's kind of like a a questioning yourself, like, am I good enough? Am, you know, and I think going with that, yeah, he may be jacked, but just you know, he he just gets he just got beat by Mr. T. Clubber Lang, and um, <laughs> that's, that's not a you know, it's not like it's a demoralizing defeat as far as you look at him. It's like he was he was no slouch. My goodness. Oh God, no, God no, but. <laughs> But it, it did make Rocky just really question, you know, it, did he have what it takes? And so, and so, yeah, I get what you're saying. This is definitely Rocky Three is way more Hollywoodized than Rock, the first two Rocky movies, um, if you really look at it. But um, I think I think it works though, and I think it's probably where Rocky needed to go in terms of the if the series is going to continue on. And that being said, because the first two, when you look at them, like the first one is perfect to me, like as far as like. It sets up a nice story. Uh, the second one tries to mimic it, but it does feel a little slow. And I get why they do it. It's setting up, you know, uh, you know, he's got to, you got to set up why he has to get back into the ring again because he already proved himself in the first movie. But it does feel so slow. Whereas the third one, it doesn't feel as slow to me because there are so many more hijinks with, uh, with the training with Mickey, and then and then Apollo steps in to help train him. You got Eye of the Tiger, you know, and all this stuff going on. So. I think I think that's the direction the, the movie series had to go in. Otherwise, you're just going to keep repeating the same thing, which it does kind of repeat itself every time anyway. But it would have been even more so if they hadn't have started to kind of hype up the the training and and the villains in the ring, so so to speak. Does that make sense? 
Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit. I, I think it does, um, but I want to go to the uh, the villains uh, aspect of it, and uh, we'll go with you first, Peter, um, since you are our humble guest here. But the second one is, uh, you know, the villain is still Apollo Creed, uh, which I do think they humanize him quite a bit. Uh, they don't attempt to do that at all with uh, Mr. T's performance. Like, he is straight up the heel. Like, he is grimacing and always spewing, like, hateful words and scowling at Rocky, um, saying very crass things to Adrian. Whereas Apollo, it's like, you know, if if the movie was called Apollo Creed, you would be rooting for him as far as like, you know, he feels like he's been disrespected and he's getting hate mail. People are telling him to kill himself and right. he's a chump. It's like, <laughs> it's actually very similar to what Rocky's going through in Rocky two when he's getting heckled by people on the street. They're both being like uh, dismissed in a way. So, so which version do you like better as far as I guess having the Rocky nemesis, the one that's a little more likable and understandable or just like the pure villain like you get with Mr. T. I mean, they both kind of work. Uh, I do like, um, Apollo Creed in in part two, like you said, it, he's more humanized, and we kind of get to see uh, a little bit uh, about what he has to deal with, not so much. Uh, I would have liked um, to see that a little bit more. Um, with Mr. T, like, man, that guy was in shape. Um, <laughs> you know, I... Again, I've, uh, I think this was the second time I've seen part three, and uh, all the other times I know him from, like, A-Team and uh, not another teen movie, so not in the greatest shape of his life there. But um, the in uh, the the scene where Mr. T shows up at the uh, what is that the reveal of the statue was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mr. T shows up and like the exchange they had, I was like, wow, they, they uh, Southpaw took this scene like straight <laughs> out of <laughs> Rocky Three, like down to the uh, you know. Um, you know, talking about his wife and, mm-hmm. and all that. But um, I don't know. I mean, they, they both kind of I, – I like them both. I, I, I just wish for both movies that they would have focused a little – maybe not focused, but just kind of flesh out the characters a little bit more. Like I felt part two, we needed more of the um, – like we, we, we get what Apollo Creed is going through, but I wanted to see more of it. And then also in three, like, y- yeah, like the money has changed – the Balboas, you know, we even see um, Adrian grow a pair, you know, like the scene where her and Rocky are actually fighting back and forth. I'm like, wow, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And I think what well, it's about three years uh, time difference between the two movies. Does that sound about right? Uh, it's, it definitely is as far as the actual release. I don't know if they like actually mm-hmm. age with the, the sort of movies, but it hey, was... I want to say that they might've dropped that. It was like three years, but in, in 10 um, defensive titles or something. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. If especially if you look at their kid, um, he, you know, he was just born in Rocky Two, and I think he's he's actually uh, a young a young boy. Oh, right, right. So, so yeah, I think I think you're right. I think three Maybe years longer than. And I, I will agree with you, Peter, that you know, for the most part, I enjoyed Rocky Two more. But if you're talking about Adrian specifically, man, I could not stand that character in the second one because, yeah, I mean, she she just lets Rocky make bad decision after bad decision and just sort of has a very sort of sad look on her face, like standing in the corner, like we're going to pay for this later, but I guess I'll just go along with it. So I, I definitely liked it. Uh, her role more in the, the third one. Yeah, Adrian in the first two movies um, is not a good character. 
Um, it's not really, yeah, it's not really till the third movie where she really starts to kind of develop into her own and get a backbone, I guess. Can we talk a little bit more about the the Mike Dunstan Rocky Two, which would have been three hours long, and the first two hours would have been Rocky just like spending money like crazy, and then Apollo opening hate mail after hate mail and being called an <laughs> idiot by people, even though he's got. Because what I loved about it, and I didn't realize it, um, you know, not being uh, a fan of the series in particular, was that. You know, the the first one is the Cinderella story and they, this this every man that's picked out of the uh, a hat just basically to just be, you know, a pushover. And in Rocky, too, I really like that Rocky gets all the wealth that Apollo has and just like blows through it. But Apollo at least appears to be financially set. Like there's really no reason for him to obsess about these things. He is the, the world champion. He's got everything in the world. His family seems happy, and he just cannot let this go. And I, I really liked it, especially like you know with this particular episode when we're looking at the two films that focus on Apollo Creed. I really liked that aspect of his character, and that he, you know, money is not everything to him, and it's just all about respect. And I, I actually just I just really liked how they handled that. I, I would have liked more. Uh, I agree with Peter. I would have liked more Apollo Creed in the second one, just to flesh that out because I think that's the it's almost a heroic tra- trait in a way. Um, I, I think the movie would have benefited from more Apollo just because it, Rocky II does feel a little long, and that's just because it spends so much time with, with why Rocky has to get back into the ring. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it would have served the movie a little better if you would have fleshed out Apollo a little more, especially since he does play a bigger part in in Rocky Three and Rocky Four to some degree. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that would have really helped flesh out the, the Apollo character a little more. Did either one of you buy how close uh, Apollo and Rocky become in the the third film? It just seems like Clubber Lang is the reason. I mean, he he says some mean stuff to Apollo in the ring as well. And I think that for me, I was like, is that is that the turning point there for Apollo? Is that why he decides to train Rocky? Like because he's pissed at Clubber. <laughs> but I'm like, sure he's heard stuff like that before. Like it's it's weird that it's just like this guy would just would unite them in such a way. I, I don't know if we just, and also because, you know, Apollo doesn't seem to be that far removed from the sport. And I would, see, I you, would think, Oh, go ahead, Peter. Oh, I was going to ask if you guys um, share each other's boxers. Because that's, <laughs> you know, uh, Apollo gives them his boxers. I'm like, you serious? And then, and then he goes, Oh, make sure you um, wash that before you give it back. I'm like, no, you, you give away the boxers. <laughs> if he's going to wear it, like let him keep it. Right. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to get to, Mike, uh, real quick is uh, I, I want to watch your movie. You know where Apollo Creed re- uh, reads uh, mean tweets, right? <laughs> That's that sounds a lot of, like, like a lot of fun. I think that would be it would be hilarious. And also, I, I would sympathize with the man that he's just like raging in this mansion, and his wife will like, "Will you please stop reading that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These people are morons. They don't have what you have, and he he just can't let it go. He just can't yeah. let it stand." Um, um, but but back to your question, uh, I I do. I did not buy it um, because I, what I kind of remember um, from the, the the bits and pieces of Apollo Creed, they they isn't there like a thing where they kind of um, like the I, I think the media they try to always uh, talk about how you know him being black and you know Rocky's white and they try to bring race into it a little, and uh, and then I think there was one point something with the trainers. I don't know what well, I'm trying it, to get. It does get come to. into it as far as the, I guess, where he takes him to train, um, right? 
And God, I, I like mainly Polly. Yeah, yeah, Polly <laughs> is super racist. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm sitting there kind of thinking like, you know, it maybe like Apollo should have taken uh, uh, Clever Lang's side. You know, if <laughs> it, you know, like it it, it, it was it's just kind of weird. Um, like the, the the whole race thing. But I was just like, because I didn't see. Apollo, like, okay, why why was he sympathizing with Rocky? Because uh, Mickey died. I mean, what was that? It, like, why why did he all of a sudden want to side with Rocky? Is it you know ego? I mean? I'm wondering. Is it is it because Rocky's the, like the one that beat him? So it's like he doesn't want to see him just like, just get beat because then it, it uh, kind of takes his, from his yeah his, his yeah. reputation that Rocky's right. just, you know suddenly a chump. So it's like, well, then that that puts Apollo down a peg as far as his legacy. Uh, I'll agree with you, Peter, and I think you know Teddy. You said it as well. It's not developed, I don't think, nearly enough, and it's right. it's unfortunate because I really like uh, Carl Weathers and Sylvester Stallone together. So it's like mm-hmm. you know more scenes of that would have been totally fine with me. Uh, more Apollo, I think, would have improved both movies. But um, yeah, that I was just kind of just assuming that that it was protecting his legacy by by helping Rocky. Actually, that's yeah. I, I wish they'd flesh that out more if if that was there. But um, yeah, that's a really good insight. <laughs> and you guys catch that uh, Delorean uh, sponsorship? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was nice. Um, yeah. I was going to point out that if you just go strictly like verbatim with the movie, then basically Apollo is only helping Rocky because he wants a favor in return, which is to spar with him. I guess at the end. Right. And, uh, but I, I like the notion that, yes, he's doing it per- to protect his legacy and that, you know, because if you look at it in another light, it's why would you why would you want to help the guy who took you down, who, mm-hmm. who took you off the, you know, took your belt away? You know, why would you want to help him? But I guess it's in that sense, like when you're watching your favorite team play and they get beat by this other team, it's like you want that team to go ahead and win it all just because. Um, you want to show like, okay, it took the best team to beat me, to beat my team, as opposed right. to just it wasn't like some some fluke or anything. So, so I, I get that. I, I think that's, I think they, I agree with both of you that they should have fleshed that out a little more. And I, I still love it. Sure. <laughs> um, I, I love that they team up, but I do wish they would have gave a little more of uh, a little more of a backstory there. I will right. say that uh, you both brought up the. Uh... The final sequence, the favor that's uh, that Apollo earns in Rocky Three by by helping Rocky, uh, you know, get the belt back by sparring with him. Like it's just like basically they're just gonna have a match where there's no media, there's no family members. Only they will know, I guess, who is the best. Like going out of there, but the way they smile and dare say it flirt with each other is extremely like homoerotic. <laughs> like in the film, and it's like. As I said, not being a Rocky super fan, like watching that sequence, I'm like, dear God, these these guys are in love with each other. Like they're ding. actually in love. <laughs> ding ding. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's like so. With by the end of you know, if, if Rocky three ends the trilogy, I'm like, okay, so this is about you know Balboa here finding his one true love and Apollo Creed, who could not be happy with his family and riches. Like you know, he finds he finds the man that he's been looking for. It's unfortunate for me that I know that, you know, there's Rocky four and five and the Balboa that comes out afterwards because it completely skews that ending to where I'm like, 
is that just like an awkward story or is that something they just sort of gloss over like when they look at each other like in rocky four it's like that was i don't know things got really weird in that sparring session and we don't <laughs> we don't get to see it all but well it gets referenced even in creed i'm pretty sure i think the trailer even mentions um that uh i think michael b jordan's character even brings up the fact that you know there was a rematch between between rocky and, and apollo that you know that no one knew about really or at least no one's seen but um but yeah, I I think that would have been a great ending to the series with Rocky Three. <laughs> that that would, uh, but then after that they have to go on and make like buddy buddy films after that. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Adventures of of Rocky and Apollo. I would have been totally fine with that. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. think it it might have improved yeah. the, uh, you know, if they if they eventually went the street fighting route like with Rocky Five, that would have been better if they had been traveling the country like getting into adventures like not even boxing related, but just almost like Roadhouse or something. I think that would have like, been awesome. Apollo and Rocky in China or something yeah. like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so for this podcast, we're focusing because it is inspired by Creed, which, um, you know, we're recording this, uh, in advance cause we're referencing the trailer, but by the time this episode is attached, we will presumably have seen it and do a mini review on that. So let's just compare, let's just kind of critique these two films. Um, just based on how they use Apollo Creed and, and one where he's, uh, the nemesis and one where he is the, I guess the mentor, really the one that steps up and gets Rocky back on his feet. Uh, which direction do you prefer the character to sort of remain in? If it, do you like, do you like the nemesis? Do you like, uh, Rocky two or do you like Rocky three where he's, he's sort of behind the scenes and, uh, and helps our hero get back on the path. We'll start with our guest, Peter. Um, you know, I, I think, I want to go with three because I really like the scene where um, Apollo takes, you know, Rocky and company to uh, that, that gym, you know, that, that he used to go to and they walk in and it's like a scene straight out of adventures and babysitting, you know, nobody leaves without singing the blues. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was waiting for somebody to say that. And, and again, it's just like another scene from, uh, from Southpaw and Southpaw just takes, you know, takes this right out of Rocky three. Um, I, but I kind of like, I, I guess I like him in three more just cause I feel like th- he was more, uh, um, had a bigger role, e- even though he was kind of not a big part in the movie. I mean, that's the thing that we keep mentioning is that we needed more Apollo Creed in both movies where he seems to be, um, you know, like a big factor where two is a rematch and, and three, you know, he, uh, mentors him, um, I don't know. Just three just got got a little. Um, some of the scenes, I'm just like, you know, it, it's the writing and it's the time. You know, the the the, the thing about um, Apollo teaching Rocky uh, how to dance, or, or you know, or move his feet faster or something because you know he doesn't have rhythm because he's white and all these things. And I'm just like, where all these race jokes come from, you know? And I just felt like it was really different um, in tone between two and three, which it's kind of weird because it's both written and directed by Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, the, all of the race stuff was coming directly from Polly. I will point that out. Cause that, I, yeah. even, even the dancing, I think Polly was making fun of Rocky saying that he can't, he can't do that. He's white, you know, like he can't, he can't dance, but, uh, but yeah, go, go ahead. I just, uh, Polly's just an extreme it, racist. It, it is Polly. And I don't know why they kept on 
bringing his ass back you know, every, every damn sequel. It's like we all want a Paula Creed, and they keep bringing back Paulie, you know, the most racist guy. Uh, oh, speaking of, like, what the hell was that all about in the very beginning um, with Paulie being drunk and um, taking apart that pinball machine? With... I think he's just jealous of Rocky. That's, that just, seems to be the what, yeah. what I took from it. It is interesting yeah. not being a fan of the series, like – I agree with Peter. Why the hell is this character always back around? Like he's he's obnoxious and gets he's meant to get on your nerves. It's it didn't at one point um, he asked like how was the sister doing? You know, feel free to backhand her or something. Knock her teeth out. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. well, I, I like where her teeth are. <laughs> it was a good line. But I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with Paul? Not, he's a drunk. He's a racist, and he's also uh, there's a word for a women beater, right? Um, an asshole. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you, Peter. And, and that, you know, that you bring up a good point and that Polly is around through all six Rocky movies so far. And I'd much rather be Apollo than, than Polly. I wish Polly would have died in, in Rocky four. Uh, I wish Drago would have killed Polly and not Apollo. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but nobody would have cared. <laughs> the audience doesn't, wouldn't, oh, we, uh, we, we wouldn't villainize cared. Drago. We, we, we would have cared. We would have be rooting for Drago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know. He is a terrible character, though. I will agree. I will agree with that. Well, Teddy, where do you where do you stand on the uh, the uh, Apollo front end? Since we all seem to be fans of that character, do you like him with the, the villain hat on, the likable villain, or just uh, as the, the Qui Gon Jinn, the the mentor? I think he's probably Rocky's best villain uh, outside of Drago. Um, I, I don't; those are my two favorite Rocky villains. That's so hard to pick between the two because you have the epitome of evil in Drago, and then you have um, you have this very humanized version of a villain in Apollo. But um, I think I'm going to have to go with Rocky Three uh, because because Apollo is I, I just like him much more. In Rocky's corner, and I, I really enjoy their dynamic when they're buddies. Erroneous. It's it's the Apollo getting hate mail, being told to kill himself. That's raging in his mansion. That is the that's the Apollo alike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I'm sorry to keep bringing this up, but I, I keep thinking about those damn shorts that uh, Apollo gave him. Peter, like, you had, they, you had an should... awakening here with this podcast. <laughs> They should have waited for part four. You know, that would just make more sense then. Like, hey, represent America, wear my shorts. <laughs> you know, it's just because, like, the Italian stallion is wearing the American flag on his shorts. I, I don't know. It, it just kind of made me like, well, I mean, I guess he's representing the USA, but he's just fighting Clever Lang. Well, let me ask yeah. you this. This is some Rocky trivia uh, because the shorts do come out again in Rocky Four. I'm trying to remember, do they both wear it? Like, I know Apollo, I'm pretty sure Apollo wears the shorts again. And I'm thinking Rocky does too. Like, do the shorts? Do they both wear the shorts in Rocky Four? Is it just Apollo? Well, I think Rocky washes it and then gives it back. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what Apollo said. You got to wash it first and give it back. Right. So I think it's the same pair. So yeah, I'm, I'm really thinking my reading of the end of Rocky Three was totally accurate. Then, if they're, oh, if they're oh, sharing definitely. those shorts, well, well, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think how many times were these shorts exchanged? Because <laughs> you know, if Rocky gave them back at the end of Rocky Three. And then Apollo wears them at the beginning of Rocky Four, dies in them, and then Rocky takes them off of him, off of his dead body, and then wears them to fight Drago. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's what 
at least two or three times that they've been exchanged. And, and I don't know how many wash cycles have gone into this, but um, you got to wonder. I, I need to go back, and I haven't watched Rocky Four in a while, so I don't know what who's wearing what. Does Rocky think... ever get the uh, the cutoff shirt that shows his, uh, his stomach like Apollo? Does he start you know dressing like that in Rocky Four? Uh, I think that's they're saving that for Creed. I don't want it now. <laughs> what, do, what good does that do me now? <laughs> oh yeah. So I think uh, we're, uh, I think we're, we're we're probably we're probably missing the scenes where they're waking up in the morning in the same bed and like oh, my turn to wear the shorts. Well, I, I think they spar. I think that's what it is. They they, <laughs> they spar every day over the uh, the right to wear the shorts, the stars and stripes right there on their ass. But um, I think that. Uh, uh, it's interesting, Teddy. So, do you think that as a Rocky fan, is is three the 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 weak one? Since uh, I know everyone says that the fifth one has almost been, I guess, relegated to like out of continuity in a way. Like, yeah, I just don't even count the fifth one. Um, if you just look at Rocky one through four, and then Rocky Balboa, um, I would say you're lo- we're actually looking at the two weakest movies um, mm-hmm. in terms of. I I think the second one is still a better film than Rocky three or four. Um, cause I mean, four. Pe- the reason people love four so much is because it's the epitome of camp, but, but nostalgia and awesomeness all wrapped into the same thing. Um, well, like to what Peter's saying, it actually had the, uh, patriotism, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the Soviets. It, yeah. And it, it was coming around, you know, a time where people really wanted to be patriotic, I guess, especially the end of the cold war, Rocky. Yeah, solved it. <laughs> it pretty much. It, it if you can fun. change, I can change. <laughs> I think I got that backwards. <laughs> I think that uh, you know this is something that'll be kind of uh, weird to include, and <laughs> maybe I won't, or I'll just put it at the beginning. But uh, you know, since Rocky Balboa was supposed to be the correction for Rocky Five, uh, what are each of yours? Uh, your all's hopes for for Creed, which is a, sort of a new direction for the series. Um, I okay, so you're asking us w- what we hope Creed will be. Yeah, do you hope that it continues on? Does it, that it just starts an entire kind of offshoot series with uh, Michael B. Jordan and and Creed being like the the boxer we follow? Yeah, I mean, um, I what I'm hoping that it's going to be kind of like three but but better i mean you know how uh you know creed takes rocky in and and mentors him i'm hoping it's in reverse that we get obviously more michael b jordan which it's got to be the case right i mean that's the title of the movie um i i think we are going to be following him i i really hope that rocky isn't you know isn't like secondary like as far as character goes, I mean, it's it's a spinoff. You know, I, I hope they don't show too much Rocky where it becomes like, oh, this should have been like a Rocky Seven kind of thing. You know, um, I just hope that maybe he's kind of in there like maybe a third of the time. Um, just, I, I don't know. It. it, it so are the, you also kind of asking like if 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 the, if they can make that into a franchise too to see if we can follow this guy? Do you think that people accept just Creed as being the sort of way they're going to get their their sort of rocky continuation because i i think at this point stallone has aged out of i, I think rocky balboa was like the final shot that like the yeah. old man back in the ring I, I think this would be uh you know it, it 
I I'm anticipating this movie for sure. I I'm a huge fan of Michael B. Jordan, and you know, Chronicle was fine, but I I really enjoyed him in Fruitvale Station, um, and I try to make a point to see like anything he you know is in, um, and I I hope that this is what, what is the expression the uh, the changing of the guards or the um, yeah uh, yeah so so that I I hope that this movie will be successful enough that it can turn into a franchise of its own and be like this more modern uh, Rocky in a sense like I don't I don't know where uh, this character of uh, Creed is is coming from I don't know if he's starting from the bottom as as Rocky did I don't know if we want another you know Mike uh, you you mentioned earlier on you know pick a name out of the hat kind kind of um, underdog story I don't know if we want that. So I'm not sure. Do you, any, either of you guys have an, any idea where he's coming from at this point? Is he kind of like a just an up and comer, or what's what's the story? I feel like from the trailer, if I if I'm reading it right, he is kind of at the bottom from from what I'm guessing. I I'm not quite sure exactly. I, I know he's been like he's he's been in some trouble with with police, and um, you know he's kind of a trouble. He has a troubled past. I I don't know as far as his merits as a boxer though. They don't really get too much into that other than. You know he he does eventually seek out Rocky. Gosh, it, it's 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 a tough one. You know when um, you have these, uh, I guess lack of a better word, baggage. You know from the Rocky uh, series, so we kind of know, you know where where this guy comes from as far as like the family. So is he trying to, like, uh, does he feel his legacy's tarnished at all? Like you, you know it's it's going to be very interesting and it's going to be really hard to not compare it with Southpaw that just came out. You know, where also a guy kind of came from nowhere, um, which that just took like all the best elements out of like the the entire Rocky franchise. So it, it, I I really have no opinion at this point, really. Uh, I just I hope that it does well enough, and I just I don't know how what they can do to make this you know any different. Uh, to be honest, um, may, I think I think maybe it should just be a one and done. Actually, now that I think about it. I think it's interesting you bring up Southpaw because, um, yes, Rocky is the most successful boxing series uh, we've ever had in film, but man, the boxing sucks in these movies. Like it is, <laughs> it's not interesting to watch in the slightest because it's. And I, I say that maybe because I'm not, maybe I'm not supposed to watch these two movies three years apart in release schedule, back to back. But right. I can't imagine if you sit down and watch like six straight Rocky movies that they, you know, that you're going to be impressed with the, the boxing because at least in these two, the sort of <laughs> the way they script the, the fights is that one of them hits the other repeatedly for a long time until the one getting hit gets tired of it and starts hitting the other one repeatedly for a long time. And then they don't ever block. <laughs> no, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I, I kind of accept that with the Rocky character because he's, as I said, he's he's really stupid. And well, it's like he's a, he's he's a also, bruiser. That, that's the thing, like especially Rocky one and two. It's like he that's what makes him unique is that he can, he can keep getting hit and not go down. But but I, I agree with what you're saying though. Yeah, and so I I think that's like a big flaw I found with Rocky three is I wanted if the if the conceit of it is that Apollo just could never knock this guy down. Like, even if he won the match like he did in the first one, uh, and then the second one, God, it's got an awful, awful way that Rocky wins, that they both fall down, like, and it's just a <laughs> scrambled scene. I mean, it's it's almost like, 
three stooges level like stupid and so i saw that i was like all right uh, at least in rocky three when apollo becomes the mentor he's gonna teach him a little bit about the craft like as far as like i was an actual professional boxer like he even says i think at the end of three that's like you have some great fights but i was a great fighter like as Mm -hmm. far as technique and i think that's a big um you know, disappointment for me with Rocky three was I, I wanted to see Apollo not just be an inspirational fig, figure to Rocky as far as getting him back on the horse, but I wanted to see him actually like give him some of his techniques and training. And I, I don't really, I don't really think that's applied in the, uh, the boxing match in the third one. It's just, most- it's just Rocky saying, I know what I'm doing. I can like <laughs> let him hit me repeatedly. And it's like, all right, cool dude. Good strategy. The most technique you get is in Rocky Two with uh, with Mickey telling him to, to start to fight right handed, right uh, before he switches over. But I, even then, I don't think Rocky actually switches because he's no. too proud to do that. <laughs> he uh, kills him in the man. end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so does he actually does he actually switch over finally? I can't. I can't. In the, in the very last round, <laughs> he does. Okay, so he in finally the very gets last him. round. But he yeah. initially refuses. He's like, no, yeah, no, right. I got this right handed. I'm like, what? You're an idiot. What are you talking about? Just listen to someone else and. Uh, yeah, I, I was disappointed that that doesn't, you know, ever really come about that, uh, he gets a little more professional. Um, and I, yet again, I, I think that Sylvester Stallone getting in as good shape as he did kind of does a disservice because it makes it, it makes him look like he should not be getting beaten like he is, uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, he doesn't do the De Niro thing from Raging Bull where his body actually changes, like from the opening fights when Sylvester Stallone is getting his head beat in, he's just as jacked as he is in the end. And I, you know, I I think that it would be hard to do and it would probably be, you know, physically more demanding than what Sylvester Stallone wanted to put into a Rocky movie because they make money. Or at least at that time, they just made a ton of money. But yeah, I I found Rocky three to be really, uh, had sort of an interesting concept and they don't really do anything with it with Apollo as the mentor. And also, I just love Apollo getting hate mail. Love it, love it. <laughs> hey Teddy, um, it, it's a I, I don't know boxing that well, but it's called weight class, right? The uh, you know heavyweight and right, lightweight right. and all that stuff. Now, um, what what is Rocky? Is it, did they say did they they say he was a heavyweight? Yeah, yeah. Rocky, Rocky, and uh, any Rocky villain, and they're all heavyweight. I'm pretty sure. Um, he doesn't look <clears> in the third one. What um what uh, usually uh, do you happen to know like how how much you're supposed to weigh and stuff like that as far as like size because I'm not I, sure what the actual uh what the actual rules okay. are but I'm sure they've got it covered because that they do mention specifically like you know is it Rocky two where he loses the weight or is it Rocky three one one of them he I at think, one point I think he, it was three because mm-hmm. I I think the second one he was like two o two yeah he was still two o two at the beginning of rocky three i think and then he loses like 10 pounds and he goes down to like 192 or something like that yeah um it's either rocky two or rocky three where he does that transition but i know at the start of rocky two he was 202 um, it, just, it, it doesn't sound like that's very big you know what i mean like i i've always thought that rocky was like a, a big really heavy char- character you know and uh, when I heard that he was like two hundred two, and then like one ninety something later on, I was like, "That's like a point guard, you know, in the NBA." They're like that, that, to put that in perspective, it just makes him seem a lot smaller. Well, you know, so. Stallone looks really small in the third one, and he actually he does. He weighed one hundred fifty five pounds, and heavyweight boxers uh, are supposed to weigh over two hundred pounds. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm looking I, it up right now to to let you know. Because um, what it sounds like, so Mike, you're, you're saying that uh, Stallone was actually too small to be p- portraying Rocky. Well, it's, I mean, he, I, I thought he looked that way. And then, of course, it doesn't help that in Rocky 3, they, they put him up against Hulk Hogan and <laughs> right. Mr. T. So it's like, Mr. okay, T, yeah. is it, are they just on the extreme ends as far as like he's like the smallest you can be to be considered a heavyweight and they're just like the biggest weight class yeah they Um, said hogan's like almost seven foot but yet again watching these two back to back i felt like he looks a lot smaller like he looks like he's in better shape in rocky three but he doesn't look as heavy as he does in rocky Uh, two him and apollo actually look comparable i thought in rocky two whereas him and mr t do not look comparable at all no not at all mr t is in great shape Looks like heavyweights unlimited. Um, cruiserweight, which is the next weight down, is the the weight limit's two hundred. So Rocky could have definitely been in that category. Um, this and this these this is uh, recognized by four widely regarded sanctioning bodies: the WBA, WBC, IBF, and WBO. Not really sure which one Rocky's supposed to be a part of. I'm sure it's a fake one. But yeah. um, <laughs> uh, then you have light heavyweight, which is one seventy five weight limit. Um, so this goes. This has a pretty wide range. Like I, I thought it was wow. went like heavyweight, lightweight, welterweight, or like well heavyweight, welterweight, lightweight, and then like featherweight or something like that. But no, there's tons more within that because you know like the uh, what was that big one we had back in May? Um, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. I think that was welterweight, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> that wasn't that wasn't heavyweight because th- those Snooze guys were fast. That's what that was. As a snooze fest, but they were they were both. I'm pretty yeah. sure I weigh I, I weigh more than Pacquiao, and I'm like a good 160 pound. Like you know, like I'm still a, I'm I'm a scrawny guy, but I'm pretty sure Pacquiao weighs less than I do. I think he weighs less than me too. That, that's a, that's a that's a short man. Yeah. So. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, uh, yeah. I don't know if that really answered your question, but I think oh, Rocky, it does. Yep. I think Rocky could have been classed differently, but I guess I don't know how heavyweight works. If you can, if you can fight heavyweight, if you want to, no matter what weight you are, or mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how that goes. I know if you're if you are like 250 pounds, you're not going to be able to fight anything <laughs> other than heavyweight. I don't know if it goes. Yeah, there, so. I, I'm almost convinced that um, they had to call it a charity match, you know, between him and Thunderlips. Uh, just because of the you know the, the the different in size, I know. Like, I, how do you take a guy seriously? And um, what is it? Uh, there's there's like a big old thing of lips on the back of his uh, robe too, or somewhere. I don't know. A little distracting. I uh, that's another knock for me on the third one, the the Hulk Hogan stuff. <laughs> because as soon as Rocky takes the gloves off, I want him to beat his ass. Because it's like, yeah, it's one thing to like wrestle and grapple, but it's like. It, all those stupid moves that Hogan's doing where he has to like leap through the air and like, you know, land his nuts on Rocky's face. I was like, as soon as those gloves come off, he's going to knock you out. Like as far as like wrestlers, uh, because that's just not a wrestling move getting punched in the head. And so, yeah, I, I thought that was uh, yet again, a missed opportunity because they then, I guess, become friendly, but I want, I want Rocky to, to whip him once the gloves came off. And I thought I, uh, that's where it was going. I was waiting for a sleeper hold. <laughs> I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that they let him pick him up though, um, yeah. because I, I was pretty impressed by that. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're talking about Rocky and how light he is, but but to him be able to pick up Hulk Hogan that's that's uh, that's impressive. This just continues to show that uh, Rocky Balboa um, 
put up with quite a few racists in his life, and uh, they need to be whipped. They need to be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I um I was a little took me a little bit out just because I felt that uh, once uh, Thunderlips was going berserk. <laughs> Sorry, should I just start saying Hogan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Every, okay. So when Hogan went berserk, I, I felt like somebody should have like stopped the fight. You right? You know, because he, he throws Rocky out of the ring, then he uh, He's hitting hits cops the ref. and security yeah, and security. And... security <laughs> yeah. Like, well, how come nobody's stopping this guy? And and they didn't. Um, what if somebody uh, shot him? Wouldn't that have been they funny? They actually r- rung the bell. <laughs> yeah. T- tasers. I don't, actually, I don't know if tasers existed back then. I was waiting for uh, Thunderlips to drop like a racial slur or two at this point. I just, it would have been funny to have him executed right there in the middle of the ring. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. You want to take a Polaroid or something? <laughs> Rocky does it with his dead body. That would have been, uh, that would have been good. Uh, I, okay, we've we've officially gone off the rails, but uh, <laughs> I think the vote was uh, it was uh, two to one. Uh, you two went with Rocky three just from the uh, the Apollo aspect because I think Teddy, you said you still like Rocky two as a movie better. But um, I agree with that. Yeah, I think two is the better movie, but we get more Creed in part three. Fair enough. Uh, so before we. Uh, tap out here um peter let people know where they can listen to your podcast hydrate level four and interact with you on social media sure uh on twitter uh and instagram you can find me at hlf podcast uh it's on itunes and stitcher and also on followingfilms.com you can find the uh latest uh episodes there along with uh war machine versus war horse pop culture case study following films pod and true romance film podcast i always mess that one up i had to say it slow <laughs> i do too now i do it on purpose um <laughs> teddy we talked a little bit uh before we started getting into creed um but once again where can people find you on social media and uh also your work on youtube at tangible teddy uh, that's probably the best way to find me i have a link to my youtube on there and yeah just go on there and check it out uh tweet me follow me do something. I I don't use Twitter enough, so I need reasons to do, to use it. So. <laughs> you need notifications to actually I, use Twitter. Yeah, I get all these notifications from all of you guys and your podcasts, like and how you follow each other and stuff. And then it's like, like no one's tweeting me. And then I get <laughs> I'm in mad. that same boat. Okay. I get I get so sad. And and Peter, I just don't know what to do about it. You know, we we will have to start tweeting each other. Yeah, you know, because ah. we seem to be the the Rudolphs of this group here. Can you uh, can you also so. start sending each other the same pair of shorts back and forth, like Apollo <laughs> and Rocky? Oh, if we can fight over them, <laughs> you gotta wash them first before you give it back. Again, I'd like to thank Mike for having me on the show and also allowing me to add this to the feed for the followers that subscribe to Hydrate Level Four. So, if you want to get a hold of Mike on Twitter, you can find him at War Machine Horse. Or again, visit followingfilms.com. You can get a hold of me on Twitter or Instagram at HLFpodcast or email HLFpodcast at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe our show on iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave a rate and review on iTunes if you had not already yet done so. So until the next episode, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level 4. Yes.
slave plan, make a mess made. Damn nation, let's play hand sand spades. That's without a boycott and a sit out. Afro black pick in with a fist out. From the welcome home to the kick out. Reaching to a rabbit, pull a trick out. Preacher preaching to a faggot with his dick out. Hard times got for arm time. Sick, sick, sick ice from the nose pressure. Especially slip zip ties on the protesters. The six wives in the fry of a molester. Met a medic, caviar bar out in Odessa. Dirty needles breaking all the old records. A hundred holes, one shovel, and some old treasure. Old Zeke used teeth as a gold tester. Finger rolls, single waves, closet full of old leathers. Old sweaters, old boots, that's a whole suit for some cold weather. New cell, two L's, and some old letters. Night doing double life, why she lead a double life? Many need another wife. New approach might help a nigga bowl better. New hoes might help a nigga hold together. A will a new lane lead them to the same pen. And the hunger strike bring them to the same ten. Love ends, looking over various errors. Eventually accelerating terror Anyway, with the mirror I just wanna be collected When I call, goddamn I don't wanna be accepted Not at all as I am